Hello world, I'm Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster. Hipster. Where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and sometimes other, other shit. shit. How are you, darling? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess because my family, I just, my family members, like my mom and then like Josh's um, parents will say, oh, we want to listen to your podcast. Please tell them do not. I yeah, don't want I'll, them to look at me differently. And Deborah, don't oh, my mother. To you'll be look you'll look at me differently. Oh no, I just think thought about that. I was thinking about myself. My mother will. Because you know, even when she'll say to me <laughs> stuff like I told you how she'll say. Like randomly, she said to me a couple of years, she go, are you saving your money? And I go, I am. Because uh, you know, Charlotte, she probably saved her money. And I go, we weren't talking about her like that. She goes, she seemed like she saved her money. She seemed like she think about what she's spending. Saying, you need to save your money. And I go, oh, okay. She should have saw me last month. Oh, yes, because of early. <laughs> oh, towards the end of 2019, I got a little reckless. No, I just kind of went a little bit on a shopping spree. Well, how? A little bit of a splash. Well, I mean, you listen, I've known you for quite a while. And I can imagine that you didn't go crazy. I didn't spend any money I don't have. And okay. I certainly put some money in my savings. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah is it one of those that. things where you think, oh, I could save more. I don't necessarily need this, but I want this. Always. Because yeah. I don't need anything. <laughs> like, but, I don't. I have more clothes to last me the rest of my life. You do. Um, Shoes as well. Yes. But that, oh, shoes is always going to be my weakness. Yeah. Always going to be my weakness. Shoes. And can, can we put this to bed on this podcast now? No. Nope. The fact, yes. Nope. Let's put this to bed. Nope. Because I already know what you're about to say. What, what do you think I'm about to say? That you, I have more shoes than you do? Yes. Stanley, no. You have you, no. An, an insane amount of shoes. No, I don't. Stanley, yes, you do. No, I don't. Did I you have, give away 50 pairs last year? Did I? Yeah. No, I don't. I have less than 50 pairs of shoes. I can Oh, my them. God. You. Uh, that's a lie. Oh. That is a lie. You can count. You know what? Next time you go, you know what? We're going to pick this up for the next podcast. We're I not. Can, I'm not going to spend. You, I'm not going to Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I spent any so more of are, my time We are this. looking at some of your shoes right now. Yep. So, you know what? The next time yep. that we go to my apartment, I will, I will take We're pictures. We're in my little. We'll, what do I call this? This isn't even yeah, like a closet. It's just, it's an extra room. So, Al, my baby moms, mm-hmm. and I have two, two rooms. Yeah. Because. Would this be a bedroom? I guess you could put this, bed in. Well, here. it's kind of because well, yeah, it's like a railroad style apartment. It's a so railroad it's, style apartment. It's the middle so room and then apartment. If we had a baby, the baby would be in here. But this, oh my god, where would I put my stuff? Well, I'm thinking this was the size of my room when we lived in Jersey. It was very small without a closet, <laughs> yes, right? Right? Yes, it was. So okay, so you could you could not fit a queen if you fit a queen size bed in here. No, you could not you have any. You, you would have to put like a day bed. Yes, in you had to fit a day bed. So, but it has all of your things, a lot of your stuff, a lot of your clothes. They, the majority. Do you think I have a little bit expanded it into a bit of a walk-in closet? Yes, with your sort of high-end liqueurs, your spirits, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, there's the wall unit because the wall unit just would have made the ceiling. It would have made the space in the living room seem so small and so tight. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like we kept it simple in the living room so that like the ceilings look taller. Yes, yes. And but this wall unit has like oh, it about seven hundred well, and something dollars of alcohol. On yes, one of you have shelves. a lot of alcohol. In. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then beauty products and beauty inside products. baskets and things. But then and clothing and um... yeah, the big ottoman has sweaters. The the one basket has shorts. Mm-hmm. And then it's like beauty products. Because we used to have this wall unit when we lived together in um, Prospect Heights in Brooklyn, and it was a good idea. You saw this. Where did we get this from? I don't know, but it was like two hundred dollars. 
That's not bad, right? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just depends. Oh, and I put this together myself because Al, you're, you know, Al put we a lot of this stuff together. We sat there while you put this together by yourself. And this thing is huge. It's huge. And it's heavy. But I did it and I was like, oh. Like, but Al put literally everything Al else together. Al put everything together. else together. The, the, the bench, the, um, the, the TV stand. <laughs> Even the couch, I we think. Like, we put the couch we, we ordered no, it all like Wayfair. He put the couch, the TV's in because I was away one weekend and I came back and there was a lot of stuff put together. And then he put an additional. Cause he was I like, wasn't even there. I was uh, like at work or something. Yeah, I came I home, a lot of stuff together. the bench was done. He put your bed together when you guys, the old bed that you used to have in that apartment, right? Hell no. To the no, he didn't say do put that bed together. Oh, wow. Me. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But I remember Mind you, you, I'm great at putting furniture together. Uh-huh. I'm not one of those women that's like, no. oh, it's a man's job. Like, I put a ton of furniture together yeah. and it is what it is. Like, but yeah, somehow yeah, but I've lucked have... up with having men just put furniture Listen, together for me. It was no problem. I remember the day I put this together and it was a daytime and you guys were just sitting there. We watched TV. But we chatted we while sure I put, it, while it, together. put it together. I put this little clothing thing together too, though. Which... And this has been with us. Another, your clothing rack has been with us since we lived in Jersey, right? This is um, the one Yeah, huh? I think I bought this in Jersey City, yeah. Oh, but I do remember when <laughs> Al and I... We had that wine rack that you have. Neither one of us. Oh, could get no that one shit. could put the wine. So we had, had to call, get a task rabbit. Yeah, called task to rabbit put to put the wine rack together. together. It is. This, it was one of the smallest things that we actually had to put together. But it was it was hard. It seems simple, but it turns out that there was a tool that yes. the, the task rabbit had that mm-hmm. we didn't have. So that was necessary for yeah. the assembly. But yeah. in, in any case, we digress. You have just as many fucking shoes no, I as I do, With, and you're playing. Well, hold up, but I just I want you to I I want there to be. Can we revisit this? You said you wouldn't no. want to because then you'd be proven wrong. No, no it's not about you proving me wrong. It's about I'm over this like <laughs> argument that you keep trying to make. And I don't keep bringing it. Point. You have brought it up several times to people. You'll tell people Stanley has way more clothes than I do, and I go, "How is that possible?" I, have I didn't say you had more clothes than me. You have more clothes than me, and you definitely have more shoes than I do. Whatever. So I think that's fine. I don't see anything wrong with it. I wish I could get more shoes and clothes. <laughs> Women's stuff is just better. Yeah, I'm like, it's I'm a just... woman. You should expect me to have a ton of shoes. Well, like... that's true, but not all women, because some women don't unlike that. But I get I can... that, and that's fine for them. But that's just not how I choose to live well, my life. Well, I can understand it because. <laughs> women's stuff i think is just better it's, it's like always we better. don't have as much things to play with yeah now. you guys don't get the variety no and women well get... you y'all you know what it is y'all could but like enough men don't want it so like brands aren't gonna make it it's a waste for them yes they're not gonna true. make the money you know if there were more asap rockies of the exactly. world exactly and i don't wear want... <laughs> floral jeans then maybe they make more floral jeans. Exactly. those are probably women's jeans that yes, he's wearing, that he's wearing. and you have to dip and go into the women's clothing for it to be it's fun but it's oddly enough colorful. i buy plenty of men's shit yes because women can there there's some cute things that women don't have that are they like to fit i think you or it's, it's fit. just it's like oh that's really nice it's a men's thing and it's yeah. like whatever i'll wear it baggy or i'll buy it extra small i had a whole men's outfit on the other day yes plaid pants and a shirt yeah i have some whole women's men's jeans, outfit and they're baggy on me they're called boyfriend jeans on women's but women and they're baggy on me and i love them and they look super cute i've had those jeans for at least two pairs <laughs> levi's for seven years I've, i have women's sweaters i have this whip that we were at forever 21 oh yeah i certainly ago. have been encouraging you to yes. buy women's clothing for a while i'm cute. always trying to get al some ugg boots and he refuses he says that i won't respect him as a man uh, like the traditional uggs 
Looks I like think they look great on a man. And they and sell them They're for so comfortable. And he's like, you would never respect me as a man if I wore those. And I'm like, I'm encouraging exactly. you. Exactly. I can't wear. He's going to respect himself as a man. I can't wear Ugg boots because I have big ass feet. They don't feet. make your size. They do make my size, but I just but look just like look a dinosaur. Like, it's just like, I don't even. It's like, <laughs> Coming down the block. Yeah, it's like, boom, boom, boom. boom. It's like your size, like, thick. <laughs> it looks like I'm, I'm 5'11. I wear a size 12 shoe. I have no people who are 5'11 or, or 6 feet. And I know people who are 6'3, six, 6'4, six, and they wear a size 12. Right. So I should be at least at a 10 or not a 10. 10 I would and say. a half. 10 yeah. and a half. I should not be wearing a size 12. You put on a boot, a pair of Timberlands, which I have and I love, but I don't wear them because my feet are so fucking big. But I get, I, I've embraced certain parts. I have these shoes and my friends, my coworkers, I even came in. They were like, you have Frankenstein boots on? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to wear them. They're cute boots, but it's just when you put them on me, who's a little bit smaller, I'm also on the slimmer side so um it things look big on me that's funny that's women have really i mean women just funny. have so much <laughs> just the the right so don't be mad and, about no my, as we look at my outfits I told for you, the week later. i'm not mad i'm not mad i wish i don't want to wear high heels but i i like the variety i wish i, I don't want to wear high heels but i could you can see just all the stuff when i, I love looking at women's we used to talk about nice people's style watch yes People style watch used to be one of the best, most amazing thing that ever happened. Ah, I I loved it. They just to magazines, so good. They went, they folded. There they folded. It was amazing. Holly Carter, the black beauty director. You know, I used to always get hype over the fact (laughs) that the beauty director was black. Um, Yes. Such good yeah. fashion pages. All the accessories, all the bags. I and what they, they did, bag too, special. was they found... This is what... You know, People Magazine is all about celebrity. Mm-hmm. So it was like People Style Watch was about celebrity style. Yeah. So they would find you... Oh, this is what your favorite celebrity is wearing. You love it, huh? Here's the cheaper version that yeah. you can afford. That looks it exactly like it. And something else. Save. Yeah. Save. Splurge versus Splurge save. save. But yeah, it was like... Oh, they were just so great. I don't yeah. even know why you brought that up. Don't don't. I'm sorry. Me, the only thing that comes close, even come it. close, is in Style Magazine, which I which I also like, um, which I think does a great job of sort of mixing, um, doing like lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fashion. You know, all the other ones do it well, but I love the magazines that. Just well, have because lots what happens is that magazines like In Style, uh, it's a fashion magazine. Yes. Other magazines have become lifestyle magazines. Yes. So which, it's like, it's not just about the fashion, but InStyle is like, nope, we're just about the fashion. This is what you come here for. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, you're not looking for stories about fibroids. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, yes. it's, this is not about, like, female gen- genital mutilation in other countries. Yeah. Like, we're not interested in that stuff. Fashion. Yeah, and I love <laughs> I love all the magazines. I love them for what they bring. I just miss the whole, I think, that... People's, like it's uh, just pages and pages and yeah, pages people, of just clothing. pages and pages of clothing and then they get like a couple of pages of beauty <laughs> yeah i just i enjoyed that so yeah well, anywho uh-huh. so now we've spent like a good 10 minutes talking about random shit look fa- clothing and fashion is very fun <laughs> i do want to address something what? today so one of my colleagues oh there's a couple things we need to address i guess we'll talk about lizzo and um jillian michaels We'll get to oh, that. I did hear that randomly. Okay, I watched the, the clip. We'll get mm-hmm. to that. But first, I want to talk about a colleague came to me. She was very disturbed over an. Um, I can't get into some of the details of it, but basically, it was about um, some of the actresses from Pose mm-hmm. um, being nominated for an award for like women, and she's like, "But these are men," and I'm like, "No, those are women." 
Um, and she's like, no, those are men. And I was like, transgender women, but women. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh-uh. It's like, if you can live your life however you want to live your life. And we start talking about giving out awards and things. Like, uh-uh. And I was like, this is really disturbing. Wow. And okay. it's just like, this is this is someone that I actually like. And, you know, we have conversations. But it wasn't an appropriate place to really get into it. But it's also one of those things where it's like, do I even get into it with her? Because I don't think she going to budge. Mm-hmm. Because... <clears throat> This person also said something in the past um, based on a story that I did and made it very clear to me where they stood on, like, the transgender community. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Was this a story you did with the guys in makeup? All, I'm not going to... Oh, okay. I'm okay. not even going to say. I'm not even going to say. But it's just one of those things where it's like, how do you address that with colleagues? Because that's tricky. That's really touchy. And in in most jobs, you just don't, right? In most jobs, you're just like, well, listen, I think it's inappropriate, blah, 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 and you move on. Yeah. But with what we do, I think it's important. So it's like, hmm. And like, I'm not going to like throw anybody under the bus. But at the same time, I'm like, I also don't think I can change this person's understanding. But if you have some kind of influence in the world, whether that's as an influencer or a writer or whatever, it's it's fucked up when you see stuff like when you see the world like that. To look at the actresses from Pose like Angelica Ross and Dominique Jackson and be like, that's a man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a woman. <laughs> I, I was don't get it twisted. I, do you think that you need if if there was because yeah because you're in a certain environment where like you said you can have those conversations and you should do you think it's a conversation where you have it outside of work and it's or like maybe you guys go to lunch and you have it and then I think I always think too when you know someone's feeling a way about someone or someone's very firmly seated in how they mm-hmm. believe you I think you pose it as a question so why do you think that what is how do you feel about this? I think you always ask first instead of just sort of telling them this is where I'm coming from. You go, well, explain to me what you meant by that. How do you feel about that? And then you go in to explain how you feel is different for you or how you can sort of present them with a different viewpoint. But what right, do you but think? then, I, you know, I'm... Because it gets tricky at work. I'm off... Yeah, it's very tricky at work. Right, which was why I was like, I'm going to let this go. Mm-hmm. It's like, this isn't the time and the place. But... You know, I'm used to being on the other side yeah. of, you know, folks who don't agree with me. Well, mm-hmm. I don't agree with folks. Yeah. Like, I'm used to that and I'm like, whatever. And I am not one to back down from a debate. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm also not going to talk until I'm blue in the face. Yeah. And try to convince someone of something when they're not trying to budge. And it's just like, it doesn't even matter how articulate, important, or correct <laughs> like what like what I'm saying is they have decided they're steadfast in what they think and it is what it is and I'm just like Ugh, I'm not even going to have this conversation with them then well what do you think can you explain to me like as a woman how you know you were born a biological woman mm-hmm. so like how do you like how can you tell me how you feel about your viewpoint of transgender like if, if a man to a woman how, how does that how do you feel about them sort of claiming womanhood and all that what, what do you think I about don't that care. <laughs> like why do i care and like I, you and, know what i mean like what i just don't understand 
I don't understand what people's issue is. So do you think some people are like, <laughs> okay, this is something... Because we talked about it in terms of like blackness. Like is someone saying... Well, you because you also didn't have it when we talked about the Rachel Dolezal, Dolezal was Dolezal, like someone who's claiming something, and it's just like when you weren't a part of this community, and now there are certain things that we go through that you won't fully understand, right? Or certain, you know, um, then how? how does that, <coughs> because I do think that these women are claiming that they get treated. I think a part of it is how you present to the world, and they're presenting to the world as women, mm-hmm. so they get a lot of the same. Crap. That was my thing with Rachel Dolezal. I was like, if she wants all the bullshit that comes from being a black woman, let yes. her have it. But I do understand where people... The thing is, people... No, I don't understand. People were not coming from... I came up with this on my fucking mm-hmm. own. People were just reactionary. We get upset about stuff. Yeah. Something happens. Ooh, we don't like it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't even know why. Or we don't even really stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So my initial reaction was not to be all pissed off and up in arms. Eventually, my thoughts on Rachel Dolezal was, okay, as a black woman, like, like you are told what your place is in the world, which is the bottom of the bottom, mm-hmm. from the moment you come out the womb. Mm-hmm. Folks are coming for you from when you're eight years old and you're Blue Ivy. Mm-hmm. Who turned eight this, this week? Yeah. Happy birthday, Blue Ivy. Um, you know, it's like that kind of thing. And she was able to go through all those formative years as a white girl, not getting all that. Mm-hmm. So I understand being like, oh, you think being black is cool and now you want to be that thing, but you don't understand what it really is mm-hmm. because you haven't gone through the things that we've gone through. Mm-hmm. So I understand that, but that for the most part was not the perspective that a lot of people were taking. Mm-hmm. People were just mad. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, she want to be black. Let her be black. They were upset like, oh, she was working with an NAACP. She could have been white and got that job. Let's mm-hmm. be real. So She's been doing some great work, like, too. It's like, well, she doing some right. good work. <laughs> it was like, this woman wants to be black so bad. I was like, if she's living her life genuinely as a black woman day in, day out versus she's black this day because it benefits her. But tomorrow you saw how on the street. You know what I mean? And she was Becky. That's very different. It's kind of funny. Like yeah. black fishing. Mm-hmm. Like these girls on the internet where, you know, they're posting these Instagram photos where they're looking so tan that you might mistake them for black. Or they're legit just yeah. using way darker makeup so they present as black um, so that they can get, you know, certain um, ads with brands and things like that. But then they live their lives as white girls yeah. otherwise. That's very different. Um, sure. I do think the Rachel Dolezal thing was was fucked up, mm-hmm. but I, this is not for the reason that people was out here being mad for. Yeah. Um, so that's that. But like, if women get upset, like, oh, well, you didn't go through your life having horrible periods and this, that, and the third. And the, so what? Every <laughs> like, woman doesn't have horrible periods. Well, we have periods, periods. Yeah, that's no, no, enough. that's true. But, but I get, I get how. You feel a little bit shafted, yeah, where it's like you couldn't live through the privilege of being and I a can man understand that. up yeah. to a certain point, and then switch and go. You know what? I'm a woman now. Um, that's because a lot of people feel that way, right? Where it's just like male privilege is a real thing, mm-hmm. and you had it and experienced it for a very long time, and, and then can- you decide you you're a woman. But again, it's it goes back to like the same with like being gay, where people are just like. I didn't just wake up one day and was like, you know what? I'm going to try dick. <laughs> like, it's like, no, this is this is something that lives in me. This is who I am. 
I didn't, I came to an understanding of myself at a certain point in my life. And I was willing to go and live that and be that. Right. So I think that that's what it is for a lot of transgender women where it's like, no, no, no. They knew this thing from very early on, but society doesn't allow you (laughs) the room and the freedom to be like, I'm going to just do this, especially not back in the day. So you imagine someone like Dominique Jackson, who's a Mm. little older, when she was four, you think she turned to her mom and was like, I'm really a woman. Mm -hmm. I'm a girl. And her mother was like, okay, so let's see some doctors and let's talk about some gender re, re- con- was it uh, reassignment reassignment right like no I highly doubt that that happened mm. but like now we're living in a day where that happens like you know, I was reading um Jody Patterson's book and mm-hmm. she was saying like you know that's what her her daughter said to her, like I'm a boy mm-hmm. and she's and it's like I have to take this seriously mm-hmm. I can't just be like oh she's four like you know whatever four year old say that she's like no she is saying this mm-hmm. to me. And I have to take this seriously. And I think, too, I think, yes, I can, like, to your point, I can understand how someone can feel a little, like, women can feel a little like, yeah, you're coming from a place of privilege and I ain't trying to claim this. But I also, to a certain point, this, like, now when you become transgender, you are part of another group that... It is a little bit, you can call yourself a woman, but society does not, uh, everyone in society does not look at it that it's way. Not and then, too, you, they talk about, you know, women of color, transgender women of color are very targeted. Are being murdered. Are being murdered. Like, and it's yeah, like, you that's have what the break. Yeah, it's why not easy. You, it's not easy. It's not like, yeah, it's not like you're choosing this and everything just becomes rainbows and sprinkles. It's like, no, it's a very hard life and it's very difficult to live that truth. And so it's just like you think about that and you think about, oh, my gosh, now you're 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 taking it's just like, no, they aren't moving to something that's better in a sense. You know, maybe for them internally, it's like I'm able to to be authentically right. myself. But it's like that's a lot of issues that they face. They have to change their identification. They have to face employment issues. You know, it's hard to get a job when you're switching genders and certain employers are like, no, we don't want anything to do with that. So it's a lot of things and a lot of people are pushed to sex work. You know, mm-hmm. because of this. And, you know, that also causes issues as far as, like, you know, danger and, you know, mer- it's, it's so many things. And imagine dating as a transgender person, having to think in the back of your head, I'm going to have to tell this person that I wasn't biologically born this sex. And, and, and the fear of rejection and, and just even the fear of appreciation and love right. for yourself. To self, to love yourself. I think that, that takes, that's a longer journey for people who are outliers. For a gay person. Of course. For, yeah. Because imagine too, it's like when every time you go out in the world and people look at you like you're a freak show. Mm-hmm. Like people stare at you. People make comments. People yeah. who don't know you have never met you mm-hmm. ever. Like make comments and... Yeah, it's like, I can imagine it's going to make it a lot harder to feel comfortable in your skin just being you because there are a lot of people out there don't want you to be you. But a lot of people, too, people who have been marginalized and victimized, um, they are not open to sharing their marginalization mm, a lot of the time. That's interesting. Um, yeah. They're not because, you know, it's it, when you become the victim then you become this person who can claim they've been yeah. through something mm-hmm. or you you um you demand empathy. Yeah. And the problem is that's where the problem lies that people are like, uh uh-uh, uh you don't get to claim you've been marginalized and then come in here and demand this empathy and whatever. Yeah. Like we've been doing this for years and we mm-hmm. haven't made a dent. Yeah. I get it. 
Because, listen, I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. So, I have days where I be like, I don't care gay men. I don't care transgender, whoever. I don't care nobody. Mm-hmm. I be like, I'm a black woman. And I don't care about anybody but black women today. Because we still haven't made a dent. And I'm sick of this shit. Like, I would just be like, in this amount of time, this you know, quote unquote, marginalized group mm-hmm. has gotten from there to here. We have gotten nowhere. I don't care about you and your cause. I, I'm only riding for black women right yeah. now. Like, I have my days. I think that's okay. <laughs> I think, we I think we're do. humans. I, yeah, I think, and I do as well. I think you need to allow yourself to have that. And and it's a certain form. It's weird, but it's 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 almost like self care. It's like because there, there's all someone always has it worse. And you know, I was read, I was watching this documentary. Um, uh, about um, I, I forget, it's on Amazon Prime, and I forget what it's called exactly, but it's about we lady don't boys. We have Prime, but I, I do when I, I get, but you guys can use it. I, it's Lady Boys, and it's about in Thailand. I think that's the 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 name of it. It's about it's in Thailand, and it's about the community there who men who sort of have sex change sex changes is very prevalent and you know sometimes they don't go through the full reassignment where they may have you know they may go through either top or bottom surgery whatever but they were profiling this white man who was from he was british i believe and he had been in thailand for three years or going back and forth he had memphis um quote-unquote lady and this is what they call him lady boy um (laughs) who um had um, top surgery but not bottom surgery and um, they were going to get married. And he was bringing his son there, who he hadn't seen in three years, who he had raised without his wife. He had raised two sons. He hadn't seen his son in three years because his son was working in another country. So they were going to, they were reconnecting. And the son was also meeting this, this woman, cause, you know, that he was with. And all about, like, how it was so prevalent in the community and how she was saying, you know, for her, you know, it's normal where they are, but she's trying to sort of break outside of that and she wanted a normal life and just how in this community she came from a very poor very 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 poor village and her only options it seemed were either sex work or mainly just sex work and (laughs) prostitution and she didn't like it and so then she met this man and she loved him and she's like I wanted to then leave this job and she's like I'm hoping and it was like she was like what are you hoping for your life and she's like I'm hoping for someone that I can love who can take me away from here mm-hmm. and it was just it was it made me sad in a way because it was like she it seemed like all of like her livelihood was dependent on someone else mm-hmm. like there was no other way to get out for her than to just hopefully fall in love or to meet someone who could take her away from her bad circumstances and that was what that, oh you sure you weren't watching 90 day fiance like <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the premise of that show like it was just shit is it was mess. sad and it's funny how different people live in that like how what you're saying is i mean and someone always has it differently and i think it's important that your problems are still um not important and it's okay to have days where it's just like listen i'm all about this i'm not concerned with anyone else who has it worse than me or anyone else it's like in order for me to be me and to, to sort of exist in the way i need to be I need to concentrate on my problems and the group of people that I am with. And mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Cause it's, well, it's just funny, though, because, you know, everybody loves to, you know, wear these shirts and all these different things that say, like, I'm rooting for everybody black. But the truth is, we're not. We're not. We're not rooting for gay black men. No. We're not rooting for transgender we're black never, people. Yes, no. So, I'm like, are and you to a certain to... Effect, we're not rooting always for black women. Oh, let's not yes. get into that. And, and, and that shall we like let's not even get into that <laughs> but you know what I'm saying so it's just like check yourself when you want to put on these these shirts and these black power things and it's whatever 
check do an inventory a Mm -hmm. gut check like are you really rooting for everybody black because you're quick to turn around and then tell that person that they can't claim who they are or who they want to be or whatever out in the world that's not rooting for them and 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 we always we talked about this so many times on the podcast i think when it's situations where someone's trying to live their truth i think you need to step take a step back and think how is this hurting you right how is this affecting your life never if it's especially when it's happening between two consenting whatever it may be is happening between two consenting and also a person saying i want a sex change or uh, I want a uh, man, a gay man. I want to wear this dress. I want this drag. How was that affecting you? They think, oh, well, my kids are going to see this. My, and it's just like, well, kids aren't Your kids stupid. don't care, actually. Kids don't They're care. the generation that is just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That lady. The lady with the purple hair. <laughs> and then you're the one that's like, that's a man, yeah. son. And then it's like, well, that looked like a lady yeah, to me. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. Kids don't care. And it's just like, <laughs> what you really should be teaching your children and what we really should all be trying to do is just to treat each other with respect and to care about one another. And it's just like, if we all treated each other well and respected one another, there wouldn't be as many problems. It's like, well, well I don't care. Because then we live in a utopia. Well, no, of course. <laughs> of course, what I'm saying as far as like, you know, black people, I think, are known for being people to like we say we mind our own goddamn business you know like it's just like we we don't have to tell we got curtains up because we don't want people to see our shit we don't want people to you know do we mind our own business but there are ways where we protect and where we and and those are for very very complicated reasons where you know people do bad things in our community and we protect them and blah 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 blah. but i think we should not which we we should not stop yes but i think that there is something because black people, I always say, and I felt bad about it because I was talking to um, Josh and, um, you know, I know from, we were looking, we were thinking about moving to a different neighborhood and then someone, my friend of ours pointed out that she was just like, well, the neighborhood can be possibly really, really, it's very Caribbean. It can be really homophobic. And I'm just worried about, you know, how you will be. And it's something that I didn't think about mm-hmm. and I'm not Caribbean. And, um, but I'm a black person, so most of the people around me that I've been raised up with, I've said this, are black. So usually the 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 shit that I get uh, from being gay and being a feminist is from black people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always very aware of when I'm entering into a space where, especially black men, and, um, you know, it's all black men. And it's just like, oh, I feel a certain way. You know, going to the barbershop as a kid and doing these things, I always feel a certain way because it's like, okay, well, this is what I, I, I it calls back memories of me being a child and having to stand a certain way, watch the way I speak, watch the way I do everything. And that stuff seeps into you. And I think it's someone going on off on another change someone had a quote about being gay. And I think that being speaks to being black or being any sort of outlier you know, you don't learn to love yourself fully because as a, you, as a kid, you're squashing down those things that come naturally to you because you're trying to fit in and you know that other people don't accept them. And, um, you know, moving to this neighborhood, that started bothering me. I kept thinking about, oh my gosh, am I going to be safe? And then feeling bad that I felt bad about not being safe, you know, <laughs> in, in this neighborhood that people who look like me. But then I had to think, okay, well, usually when I go into neighborhoods where people, my own people, sometimes they are not fully, they don't embrace me as much. You mm-hmm. know, where the, if I go into white neighborhoods, they do whatever the fuck they want to do. Right, they have their own sets you. of issues, <clears throat> but I don't ever feel unsafe in the way that certain certain white neighborhoods let's speak to that certain white neighborhoods these are not neighborhoods that are known for being racist and i was like because i the first one of the first times that i was called um out for being gay with my um with josh who is also white was by a white man in park slope you know and then it was either in park slope in park slope also and then it was either white men the white man that one time but everyone else were black women 
black mm-hmm. older women and black older like Caribbean women. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this this weird juxtaposition. I'm not I sure know. where you're going. Yeah, with this, I'm so sorry. I, I can't but confirm it's just, that that's the word. Yeah, I've also I've also <laughs> had like three glasses of wine. So <laughs> as we do this podcast, but I think it's just it's important. I think to just. I don't know, be aware of, of who you are. And I think just to let people, I always say this, let people, of course, be and exist and how they are. And if it's not bothering you. It's been done for a lot of people. What what do you think? It of, is bothering them. They, it must be. They feel the need to say something. It's I wonder, bothering them. we're not perfect. I wonder, what, I'm trying to think of what, in what ways, what things do people do that I feel like bother me? But in the grand scheme of things, I think I need to mind my own goddamn business. That ain't. That ain't, I well, that's me when I see well, like oh, white socks and black shoes. When, definitely when it comes to clothing. You know, I yeah. stay talking about somebody's fashion. <laughs> uh, and then I'll be like, okay, stop being like that. But like, even <laughs> when I see like a black man with a white woman or uh, a non-black woman, and my initial reaction is like, he ain't shit. And then I'll be like, girl, move on. <laughs> Don't act like you wasn't walking around here with your Chinese boots. Exactly. A few years ago. Yes. But, but the, the funny thing is, we, I, I, I used to catch a lot of like nasty looks and comments or whatever from black men. Yes. Oddly enough, where I'd be like, yeah, but if I wasn't with him, you wouldn't even be looking at me. Mm-hmm. So why are you worried about it? Move on. Yeah, I went to a party one time with like this older white dude. We weren't a thing. Mm-hmm. He invited me to a show and we went to an after party. And I, I think he was gay. And we were waiting in the line to get in, but he was connected. So we were walking up to the door because he was like, ah, oh, this line is too long. And so they were trying to work it out. And this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was after party for like Diesel and James Brown did the show. Mm-hmm. So they were holding us up because James Brown was about to come in. Like he Who walked was James Brown? Me. James Brown. James Brown, James yes, Brown? Yes. He oh. walked right by me. This up like James Brown. Like, you no, did James say it was a long Brown. time ago. Yes. I'm like, James Brown. Yes, this was right before he passed away. I'm like, what design And so we're waiting by the door and these dudes were like damn near hissing at us. Mm-hmm. Because they were so mad that I was standing with this white guy. That I was with this like older white dude. And it was like, you know what's funny is that aside from the fact that y'all would not even be checking for me mm-hmm. in this party, y'all wouldn't even be checking for a black woman, period. Mm-hmm. But y'all just so mad. Y- y'all just can't let me do my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, just be unbothered. Mm-hmm. And keep it moving. It's hard. Don't That's... worry about what I'm doing. But don't you think that shit, because we talked about this probably on the podcast before and definitely in private, like... That shit runs deep because I have those situations. You know, Josh is white and, you know, I'll see a black man with a white woman and I all I notice and it always makes me feel a certain way. And I'm like, mm, what's that story? And I'm always, oh, OK. All right. I don't believe that. What's what you don't not to say that they don't really love each other, but there's some sort of something that's not kosher behind it. It's because we're just not past. Yes. All the issues that we've been given. But but like, I, we're not past it. Yes, I'm not past it. <laughs> we have not healed. <laughs> and, and I think about too, I think about and I feel bad because I forget sometimes that I'm with and <laughs> I think about what person, other right. people think about when me. When they see y'all. Yeah, when they see right. us. And even thinking like because when I look on television and I see um these black like Billy Porter who is on pose mm-hmm. and RuPaul. He's, he's he's a RuPaul Karamo Brown. These are three very. They're um, all with white. They're men. all with white men. Yep. And and even that 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 black football player who recently came out. He's with a white man. We literally had a conversation about this on. Oh Monday, really? On Monday, because yes. the Golden Globes are so white. Mm-hmm. Um, and it <laughs> ca- it came up say. this whole yeah. thing of like because uh, one of my colleagues was like, I'm just kind of sick of seeing like like the black gay men 
when they get to a certain level and it's like all of them are with white people. I mean, and some of these have been like Haramo and I think Billy Porter have been with their partners for quite a while. And even like, even like, um, even like, I mean, he's not black, but he's brown and he's sort of doing tan brown from Queer Eye Mm -hmm. is also with someone who is white. And it's just, and and I know he's, I think he's been very vocal about certain issues as far as like trying to look more European. And it's just like how that, it, it and 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 I love Josh, but some you know, and I will admit sometimes I wish that he was black, just because it could be like an example <laughs> of showing strong black love to these people, you know, to 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 other people who would see us, because it it is when I see these black men, and I know that you know their relationships may be real and they love the person. It it, it does make me feel it. It makes me feel a little sad, and maybe that's because I'm not all the way through the issue, you know, the, the issues that I have. But I wish that there were more examples of black love between two But what gay about men. in your real life? Like, don't you know plenty of black well, men who are with my cousin, black men? My cousin, who is um, also a homosexual, is um, <laughs> has a black partner. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I know enough black gay men who are with other black yes. gay men to know that, like, that's happening. That's yeah. a thing. And I've also dated, <laughs> the majority of the men that I've dated have been black men. You know, the joy, my boyfriends have been a certain story, like long-term relationships, but, and I've only had a few. But the the majority of men that I have been with have always been black men. And uh, I kind of like hold that. I'm like, no, I love, and I know that I love my people. I think that it's, I always try to examine that because it is still something that I, I grapple with day to day. But I guess to your point, yeah, look at all the examples of black love that you see. Like real people, yeah, real people, <laughs> and the lesbians. I, most of the lesbians I know, they they are with, but probably speaks to the fact that they say black black women black and women white don't men stray. don't stray. Don't and stray. most of the white the black lesbians mm-hmm. that I know stick. Black women are loyal <laughs> to the community. I'm loyal to the community. I am loyal. Sure you are. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I love my black men. Um. <laughs> No, no, I'm just joking. No, but and it's it's funny because it's like that's why I think when you see when black men see a black woman with a non-black man, they are so up in arms. Even when they're just like, "Well, I didn't want her, but she still can't be with him." But it's just like, why? It it feels like a little lack of loyalty. Go fuck yourself. Like it's none of your damn business. Question for you, and I know we've been talking about this, why I realized how quickly the time passed. Did you, when you were dating someone who was not black? Did it, did it, did you at ever, ever at one point sort of question or think about what that meant for you? Or like sort of, did you question sort of your black, not necessarily blackness? Nope. Did it, did it even? Nope. I, I very much know who the hell I am. Yes. yes <laughs> as good. a black woman and the way that I love black people and mm-hmm. the way that I was raised. Um, yeah, no, mm-mm, sorry, y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't gonna waver nothing over here. I think that's just good. like dating uh, a Chinese man didn't change. All it was was that he loved him some black woman, like, <laughs> and it wasn't like a fetish, like a fetish or anything for him. Like, I think he had dated another black woman before. Um, but it just, you know, whatever it was, what it was. I think he very much like he was, he was very much in the mix of black culture in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, yeah. Um, even though that wasn't even how he grew up. He grew up on like the Upper West Side, around a lot of like white Jewish people. Mm-hmm. But um, he was very much into like hip hop culture and that kind of stuff, um, which probably uh, influenced his love for black women mm-hmm. and the way that black women look. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's what he was 
and, and if you're in hip hop, that's what you see. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you know. Nowadays, yeah. Although, nowadays. Well, not even nowadays. Back in the day, especially. Yeah. But like, but it, it's just it was a part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not surprising to me, like being the person that he was, that he would be into black women. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that was a thing though. Where he was like, I want black women. Mm-hmm. I think he just was like, No, I want you. Like he yeah. was, he saw me, and I happened to be a black woman, and he was like. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. So, which for me is better than, yeah, I love black women. Cause that would have made me be like, hmm, have a nice life. You know what I mean? Cause then I would have been like, I don't need to be another like black notch on your exactly. little belt or whatever. You have this little fetish about black women. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, nah, I see some of his ex-girlfriends. They was all Chinese. Yeah. Like it was like, okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> but nah, I was like, ain't no questions over here as to who I am, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I really can't be concerned with the way that you feel about my blackness. Especially you, person who I've never met before in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know anything about me, how I was raised. Like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So, your, like, criticism means nothing to yeah. me. Yeah. Like, and it, it doesn't, it literally did not put a dent in the armor. Mm-hmm. More so for the fact that you don't know me. Yeah. And none of the people who actually know me had any reservations. Yeah. About it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't bother me at all, darling. <laughs> no, because I was very concerned about yeah, it. You that, in particular. Yeah. I was so worried. I was like, and oh I was like, my yeah. God. And Josh, too. Josh has dated guys from all races, and I've never felt like he was dating me because I was black. So it, it just didn't... I, the first When you said that, it, it made me realize. It was like, I've never... Josh, it never seemed like he was sort of... I was a notch. Josh seemed like he was cute. You like me. We have a good time together. Right. And that's how I am. It's like, well, you cute. You like me. And it was definitely at a, 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 a certain point in time where I was just like, my preference is definitely black men. Mm-hmm. I think black men are beautiful. I still and, do. And I think but I think I can see beauty in all races. You, you can see. You know when somebody's like, yeah, loves me, black woman. <laughs> and it's like, mm, okay, well, you have a nice life. So. Yeah. Like good. when they're not a black man and they say that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> when a black man says, you just appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but moving on. Yes, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, you didn't see the Jillian Michaels thing with about. No, no, no. I did. It was on. She was on an interview. I actually saw it randomly. Yeah. yeah. What did you think about? It? I know you love Jillian Michaels. She's <laughs> she's. Uh, <laughs> you stupid. Um, Jillian Michaels already. She's just like so hated. So yeah. I don't. I think she's just leaning in to the hate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's just like if I'm already just gonna be this vile person mm-hmm. i might as well just own it go all the way make well, it my brand <laughs> well tell us what happened because I, I do you she was doing an interview yes. and the interviewers you know mentioned lizzo, lizzo and she was like you know she's she, you know she's so well known for her body and jillian's response was like but why 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 can't we celebrate her music why do we have to celebrate her body why can't we celebrate her for her music and the woman was like, well, because I think she's become very well known for that, you mm-hmm. know, being, you know, a bigger woman and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, she's not going to be celebrating when she has diabetes. diabetes yeah. And then, you know, Twitter commenced to drag. The dragation <laughs> was real. Yes. Um, it was epic. Um, although, I'll be honest, on one of the clips I saw, the Instagram, all of the comments, for the most part, were like, where's the lie? Like, mm-hmm. people were... Uh, agreeing mm-hmm. with Jillian Michaels largely, yeah, actually, um, yeah, 
Well, how do you, I think when I heard it, I because I I and I'm gonna be honest, and I think it's I'm open to like changing my views. I think that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. I will say that. I will say that, but I do think there there needs to be a mindfulness of health, and and, and you can be skinny, right. and you can be unhealthy. It's I think the messaging needs to be on so much because I think looks are instantly people think of looks as someone being larger. It automatically means you're not unhealthy, right. and that's not the and truth. That's not true. That's, that's what not the, the issue is. That's Julia Michaels issue. doesn't know shit about Lizzo's health. Yeah. First of all, I would assume Lizzo is healthy for the simple fact that she be busting down. Yeah, like, someone said what, like these dancing, freaking, singing, like she's dancing, a, singing, and playing flute. the flute. Yeah, twerking for however long for these shows, mm-hmm. night in and night out. And not falling down off the stage like half of us would be. I was like, yo, think about when we be at karaoke and we do 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. We out of breath. Yeah. We're sweating. We're tired. <laughs> we're like, I need water. Yeah. After one four-minute song. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that Lizzo is healthy as hell because she wouldn't be able to do these things yeah. if she wasn't. So why do we always look at a big person and we go, that's diabetes? And I because there's a lot of big people out there who don't have diabetes. Exactly. <laughs> and, and a I, lot of skinny people out there who do. You do. And I think and I think that's the major crux that's of it. The problem. But I think too, we have I mean, there are studies and studies show that person with like a certain large belly or so mm-hmm. those things lead to that. And I think that it, it's different. I think there is something about loving, growing to love the skin you're in and just loving yourself. And but then understanding that okay, and being healthy is a different thing because I do think that you can be a larger person and then realize okay, I can love myself and I can love my body, but maybe I need to lose a couple of pounds or I'm skinny and realizing I can love myself, but maybe I need to start eating the way I need to better or gaining a few pounds so that I can certain things can work out better for me. But I think it's it's a fine line. You're right though, but the issue is if we were talking about someone. Who wasn't big. Mm -hmm. And she says something about celebrating this person's body. Jillian Michaels would not have made that comment. She wouldn't. Because she wouldn't know any more about that person's health. Than she does about Lizzo's. But she felt the need to say it. Only because we were talking about someone who's bigger. Because we see that visually. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like if we were talking about Camila Cabello. She wouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. But we don't see Camila Cabello posting Instagram pics of her working out every day. Mm-hmm. So we don't know anything about her health. Yeah. No, I, I like, totally agree with you. I think it's a so fine line. you played yourself because you felt the need to bring that up. Only because she's big. Yeah. Like it was, it, that's the problem. It's the, because you only did it cause because she's big. she's big. So and because that's that can, the issue. Because yeah, because, uh, because, you know, we talk about this BMI thing. Which is body mass index, which I believe. Which is totally subjective. Which is, yeah, which is, to- which is, and even not scientific, I think, mm-hmm. in the way they say it. Because it's just like, well, bodies are different. Some people have broader shoulders. Some people have and women l- pear larger shape, hips. Pear shape is healthy for a woman, yeah. actually. Yeah. If you are a certified trainer, then you know that. Mm-hmm. That's actually a marker of health. Yeah. In women. Yeah. It, it, it's... Different things just because you, they tell you not to always look at the scale because it's just like, well, for your size and your weight or your age, different things are will work for different people. It's like if I can be this small, I'm 5'11", I weigh maybe on a good day 150 pounds. So it's just like people mm-hmm. may think, oh, okay, that's fine. But the people are like, that's a little thin. But then you have someone who's 5'11", who's like 220 pounds, that may be, their BMI is much higher than mine, but that person may be solid muscle. Now, that person may not be muscle, but they carry their weight 
differently mm-hmm. and they, they, they're just a bigger person. It's just, that doesn't mean that they're unhealthy. So I think that we, I think people aren't, don't realize that. And it's, we're visual society. And I think we just have to be mindful of how we come across the people. It's we just want. not, it's not coming from a good place. No, 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 no. It's like Jillian, it's not- it wasn't coming from a good place. You were trying to be shady and push your anti uh, your yeah your anti fat agenda yeah because she's, and folks were not here for it so and Lizzo, I understand the drag yeah. they dragged you and I don't think that they were wrong for dragging you because I just think it was unnecessary yeah. for her to say and and it, but I also think that the interviewer was probably baiting her a bit because she mm. knows Jillian Michael is a fitness person mm. I didn't see the whole interview Jillian Michael but it's like why are you talking about Lizzo's weight mm-hmm. to Jillian Michaels mm-hmm. like. You know what I mean? Like that's the last thing I would have brought up. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have said anything about her weight. Mm-hmm. But but also <laughs> too, Jillian could have handled it in a way. Or body, rather. So similar to you know what? If, if Jillian was and listen, I don't obviously, but I think she could have handled it as listen. Well, everyone's different, and healthy looks differently on different people. But you know, this is what looks healthy on me. That may look healthy on Lizzo. We just have to be comfortable with. Make sure that you're going to your doctor. Make sure you're getting regular checkups. Make sure that you're in you're healthy because you can look different, and that can healthy can look differently. I think that's the message that we need to send. It's just like listen, you can be small, you can be big as long as you're healthy and you're getting regular checkups and making sure that you're putting the right things in your body and getting the right amount of exercise. I think she shouldn't have touched it with a, no, no, with no. a thirty foot pole. Maybe she shouldn't have taken the I bait. Didn't see the she, she shouldn't have taken was the bait. Her. She shouldn't have taken the bait to make any sort of response, uh, uh, any sort of remark about Lizzo's body. Period. Because again, if we were talking about a smaller person. Like disease and unhealthiness and whatever would never come up. Yeah. We don't speculate about it mm-hmm. at all. So it was like you should have just left that alone. I agree. Like don't don't I'm even gonna, bring it up. I will agree. Unless with you, you were just like uh, the only for me the only response she could have made that was acceptable should have been like. Oh, yeah. And the girl, by the way, I see you out here doing your thing. If you ever need a trainer, hit me up. You know what I mean? Just be like, look, you know, I don't know if you're working with anybody. I see you out here doing them shows. Mm. You looking fit or you looking healthy or whatever because I see you working these shows. If you ever want to work with a trainer, you know, I volunteer, girl. Hit me. Like, that's it. Just plug yourself as a trainer or whatever. Yeah. But, like, just making a comment at just making being fat synonymous with being unhealthy or having diabetes or whatever. It wasn't okay just because you wouldn't do that to a smaller person and you don't know anything about this woman's health. Yeah. It's, it's first, I think just, I agree with you and I think that we should not even comment on anyone's weight and at anyone's appearance, you know, because people comment on, it should just be, that's none of your business. You are not this person's doctor. Oh, I don't Big, think they're going to stop commenting on celebrities' oh, bodies. No. But also, no. too, and I don't think that it's, I don't think that they, that we necessarily need to stop because celebrities also just put their bodies out there. Yeah. It's just like, they're like, this is it. And they come out like half naked. <laughs> I love when like, you're like, this is it. But I mean, it's like, I, I, I think they want us to talk about their body. Think, like, Megan's over here clapping her ass. Yeah, like, you I, know, I, Jason I, Derulo comes out in just, oh, you know, some Lord. underwear, you know. Yeah, like they doing thirst trap shows. Yeah. So I think they want us to comment on it or acknowledge their bodies or whatever. So I don't think it's necessarily an issue to talk about it. But again, it's just like, yeah, Megan the Stallion's clapping her ass. And nobody's like, yeah, but is she going to have diabetes? No. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about whether or not Megan going to have diabetes. Yeah. Or Jason Derulo going to have diabetes. Mm-hmm. 
Like, and we also do it disproportionately more with women. Most definitely. Like, and, and Most again, definitely. you know, women are valued for their looks or not. But yeah, we do it more with women. And it's just like, if, like, no one was, was talking about Ruben Stutter like that. Mm-mm. And he was big dude. People, yeah, not as much. Was people not... like, oh, you think he's a heartthrob? Wait till he gets hypertension. No one was doing not, interviews saying that. Not as much. And like... I, you know, the funny thing is I was watching the this documentary on Netflix called Attraction Explained and how we're attracted to different people. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about different things. And I'm pretty I sure watched it, but I, I halfway fell asleep, so I have to rewatch it. Yes, they, they mentioned yeah. something that was really interesting, how this sort of shift has happened and it continues to happen where women, because they were like, women were valued, of course, for their looks. And then when women entered the workforce, then more men are thinking about... Oh, I watched that full one. Yeah, Never mind. More yeah, I did watch more it. Janelle Monae was yeah. the... The, was the narrator. Um, narrator yeah. And more people, more men are looking at women and thinking about, okay, well, she's beautiful, but also how is she doing financially? financially what, what is her job? Table, right. And then now, as a, and also, women are thinking about men because in nature, in terms of the looks. birds and all, they're very, very extravagant and they're very beautiful. Because but they were men. saying, but she was, they were saying that we're the only species in which the the women have to present exactly the exactly. looks because you know right they were looking at the birds and yeah. it was like the men get the plumage it's like the men get all mm-hmm. the extravagant shit because they need to attract the females so, so that they can procreate mm-hmm. right pass on their genes right but now women they say even too with that a lot more women are there's a lot more pressure on men to look a certain way because women who are now working these, are working we don't need them financially then, as yeah, we used to and are like just listen I need you to have some muscles I need you to have some pegs you just Where's can't that walk butt? up in here looking like Mr. Potato Head yeah. anymore and, like, and of sorry, course it's, it's definitely skewed definitely a bit more like I think less women are looking for those things but it's interesting I want it's interesting it's going to be interesting I think to see how that changes where now men are going to be caring more about their appearance and going girl sucking that butt because you know even with men where they have the butt things the butt pads and the 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 things that the waist trainers and all these things yes. for men are well are the just, thing that Kim Kardashian is trying to make like a whole line of um like waist trainers and stuff for men. Oh gosh. The um I what love you that. call it like um undergarments. Yes. Yeah like, for all men. these things are happening. Shape so shapewear. Shapewear. Yep. It, it's inter- and I've known some men who have worn the shapewear. So it's interesting to see how and I mean gay men it's a completely different story, but it's interesting to see how straight men are going to react to sort of these New expectations of straight women who are saying, "Where's your body, boo? Where was it?" Because you well, see all listen. the men, all the actors, they all changed it. Kumar, what's that guy? Kumar. Oh yeah, he got all like for, he's in the Marvel movie. Yeah, but it'd be nice to, to be like you know, you go home with a dude and he take off his clothes and he got on <laughs> shapewear. And you do too, and you're right. like, okay, well, we're even. Yeah, <laughs> or a... you, or you take off your wig and your eyelashes. Yeah, and you he know, takes off his and... wig because it's hair piece. <laughs> but I'm just saying, or he, and then he takes off his clothes, he have shapewear, and you're like, cool. Yeah. Like, look, we both are agreeing that. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. But you see Wonderful. The, the black men who are getting, you know, they show those things on the Instagram and social media of the black men who are, they are bald headed and they get a whole oh, hair weave. piece yeah. on the head. It is wonderful. I've done enough, like, yes, research you have. Yes, it is amazing. It. Yeah, they do good work. And he's a straight man. They do good work. Shout That's out right. to John Cotton. <laughs> the world is changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, I'm gonna bring this full circle. Yeah, and as the world is changing, uh-huh, I'm we to need to consider how we're looking at people mm-hmm. in the way they present. So whether it's as a big woman uh-huh. or as a transgender woman, yes, girl, right? Mm-hmm. We need to be open to these changes and uh. embrace them. And we 
have to change with them. Ah, boom, boom, yes, <laughs> Maya Angelou, yes, <laughs> preach, yes. <laughs> with that said, if you like this episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure you subscribe yes. so you can hear more of our episodes. Exactly, make anywhere you listen to podcasts. So whether that's Spotify, iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, Podbean. Mm-hmm. Make sure you also rate us rate top us. stars. Um, if you're not gonna rate us top stars, don't rate us at all. At all. Haven't we you? Don't didn't your mother ever tell yeah. you that? Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Black Hipster Podcast. You can also email us mm-hmm. at Black Hipster Podcast at Gmail. Yes, Send us a lovely note. We would love to hear it. Mm-hmm. You can also follow me at the Shalwa Evans and always Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. You can follow me at Standard W. Yes, yes. That's it. Those are the handles. Those are the things. (laughs) Till next week. Bye. Bye.